to another episode of Racing It Out. It's been a while. I remember us. We're the podcast people talking about racing. Well, sort of talking about racing, but not exclusively racing. And we've been kind of busy and a little negligent in, in yeah. having episodes. So we really apologize, but yes. we'll, we promise to get back on track now because we got a lot of things to, to talk about and some yes. of it involves racing and motorsports and all the rest of it. So. Yes. Uh, Todd and I have been very busy. It's not like we haven't seen each other, but we have been very busy, been all over the country since the last time we did an episode. And some um, of us have been out of the country. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Someone went to Florida. and. Well, yes. And I, I, I remembered all of the important things to, to bring with me when I, when I traveled. Ah, so yes. we'll, get, we'll talk about that. We'll get into that because Todd had a little uh-oh at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, actually, I, I have two forgetful stories that we'll, oh. that I'll tell you. But yeah, it started both of one each for the Edmonton trip and the Saskatoon trip. <laughs> well, we'll get into that later because I have so many forgetful stories, but Todd's usually not one to be that forgetful. No, it's unusual. It, it, it does happen. So, but I, I do forget. Do you, do you forget stuff when you leave the house? Um, for All instance, the time. if I'm, if I'm going grocery shopping, I will write out a list of stuff that I, I want to take. And I don't do it on my phone. I usually just scribble it down. Cause I'm, you know, running around. I would say conservatively four times out of 10, I will forget the list. Oh yeah. Unless I mean, that's why I have to unless, do it on my phone. Well, but I, I I don't do that do it on my phone. I I should, but I I have found the best method for remembering to bring a list or something with me that I have to take is I leave it on my shoes before I go out the the door because it, it's rare that I would forget to put shoes on and leave to go out somewhere. So it's it's come to that now. Yeah. I find that is the best method. Yeah. Well. That's something I learned when I was researching my ADHD was setting up your habits to reflect, um, what is it? It's like setting up your habits to like do, I can't even really describe it, but it's exactly what you just said is uh -huh. leaving your things in areas that are habits. So it's like a habit. You always put your shoes on before right. you leave the house. So you leave whatever you need to bring with you on your shoes. For me, I forget to take my ADHD meds <laughs> in the morning. So what do I do? That's troublesome. Yeah. So what do I do? I take it. I have a little note scribbled into my retainer case that says take ADHD pills. It's not Good. foolproof because sometimes I forget to wear my retainer. But you set yourself up for success. Exactly. Put, I take the Put yourself steps. in a position to succeed. Yes. Exactly. So doing things like you just suggested is actually one of the most foolproof ways to remember to do things. Yeah. And writing it on your phone. <laughs> also, also very, very good method. So uh, do you want to talk about the the trips that we've been on yes. uh, mutually and uh, separately uh, in the last little while? So because it, it, it has been a while mm -hmm. that we uh, were we were in Toronto for Indie Weekend. It was it was great. It was fantastic. It was it was super busy and fun. Weather was fantastic. What a great crowd too. what yes. a great crowd all weekend. Yes, I only went for the Friday. I needed a little break from the race or uh, the racetrack. So I only went for the Friday. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sad now looking back that I didn't go the Sunday because it did look like it was such a great event and I missed my opportunity to meet Jimmy Johnson, but it's fine. But it, you were there the entire weekend emceeing everything. So what was yeah. the event like from your perspective? Thrilling, thrilling, uh, exhausting, but wonderful. And so happy to be back with the Honda Indy Toronto after a couple of years away, crowd was into it. Racing was good drivers and teams and everybody was excited to be back. So uh, I think it, it really sets up nicely to, to carry that momentum forward and, and keep going. The, the schedule is not official yet, but it'll be back at approximately the same weekend next year. So um, that's good. And then the NASCAR thing hasn't been sorted out yet for them to return, but I expect that it will be so it, it but it was such a, it was such a good positive feeling. I mean, mm-hmm. there were people there that I haven't seen in two years or, or longer. And it was mm-hmm. just, it was so nice to just have a couple minutes and, and catch up a little bit, even, even if it was brief at times, it was just nice to, to reconnect that way. Yeah, it was, it was nice to, Man, I like I live in downtown Toronto, so it was nice to have them back on the streets of downtown. I forgot how exciting and thrilling that event is. Mm-hmm. My question to you is, did you like Pinty's on the Friday? Yes. You think it's better I'm okay than with Saturday? It. Yeah, me too. I I had no issue with it at all. It was be, I I liked that it was a one day that mm-hmm. the there was practice and qualifying earlier in the day and you raced that was, I thought it was a really cool way to end the first day, as a matter of fact, because that was the first race of okay. the weekend. The support series and IndyCar, of course, didn't race until Saturday and Sunday. I thought it was a great way to end it. The, the mm-hmm. crowd sure seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, it really brought in the crowd because what I've found in the past is, you know, the crowd isn't usually that good on the Fridays, even though it is the free day, because there's no mm-hmm. actual racing to see. It's always just been practice qualifying, like on track sessions, but no actual racing. Well, now fans got to come and see a race i think a bit of the word is getting out too that hey these pinties drivers usually put on a pretty good show at this track maybe we should go catch it and it's true same thing happened this year some some Mm -hmm. really good action yeah it was insane i i really did think ranger had something for kevin at the end of that race so did i but um Kevin seems to have the road courses covered so so far this year. What yeah. we'll we'll oh, yeah, we'll true. get to what's coming next. Yeah, yes, we'll them, so. we'll preview uh, GP3R in a little bit. But um, after yeah. Honda Indy, we went to Edmonton again for the first time in also two three same years. Thing. Yeah, it's, it, same thing. We were we I, had the return of, and then you get back and it's and it's like, hey, this is great. Yeah. And you get to see people that you haven't seen for for a long time and mm-hmm. and experience some of the things that you you do out west when you you know you stayed out west. I came back east yeah. in between, and your your picks are great because you you and 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 Matt and Scott went out to Banff and oh, it is just it's Never as been. amazing as the photos are. It's even better in person, isn't it? Yeah. I, and we were saying afterwards, we're like, like, okay, we did it. Like, we don't need to do it again. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, yes, we got to do it again. We got to do it every single year. And we'll just do different <laughs> things because there's so many thing, different things to do. And it's like, okay, next year we go up to Jasper. We do a different mm-hmm. hot spring. We, you know, mm-hmm. check out, do the gondolas instead of like Louise. And, you know, we just, we check out different areas. Like there's so many. And it's like, I think it was only like another like hour and a half to like into BC. 
So it's like, it's more worth it to just keep going along that highway. So yeah. it was like, yeah, I driving in and it was so cool too. Cause it's like, I've flown over the mountains to like stop over in BC. I didn't expect it to literally be a wall of mountains driving into yes. Banff. And it's like, all of a sudden it's like, we're like, we, t- we turned on the highway in Calgary and we're just driving towards the mountains and we're like, and all of a sudden they just both go, holy crap, there's mountains. And you look and it's like, you can now see them. And as we got closer, it's like these, like, like the foothills. So there's like these little tiny, like hills and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But then it's just a wall of mountains. They just Isn't start. It, amazing? it yeah. was gorgeous. Like 10 yeah. out of 10, like would love to stay at Lake Louis. I want to go back in the winter. Going back in the winter would be, I think, a completely different experience. I'm sure it would be a lot colder, but they, they, it's, you're right. Cause there's, but there's different activities and, mm-hmm. and things to, and events. Skiing. Yeah. Different events that you can mm-hmm. participate in and stuff, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's beautiful and picturesque and everything that you imagine uh, and more. And it was great to be back in Edmonton, mm-hmm. another good crowd, good, good great action race. on the track. And then it's the quick turnaround too, which is the unique part about the schedule and that you're back at it midweek in Saskatoon mm-hmm. for a double header with 125 lap races. So it's a, it's super busy and intense, but it's, it's a lot of fun too, to have that kind of schedule. Yeah. I was working the whole three and a half hours to Banff on the Monday. Yeah. It was like in the car, Matt in the front seat, me in the back seat. I'm writing my articles. He's editing the photos and I'm like, Hey, do you got this photo? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let me send it to you. But that's, yeah, that's, that's the way, uh, the, the road warrior trip works when it's, yeah. uh, it's nonstop, but it was, it was, it was fun. It was, uh, it was great. And it was a lot of, uh, enjoyment mm-hmm. out there. So, so both of my forgetfulness stories are related to the West. So do you want me to tell you them here? Yes. I know okay. one of them already, but our listeners yeah. will be, uh, so you sort of, you sort of have, you sort of I have, have one the of gist them. of one, but yeah. So the first one is out to Edmonton and get out and realize we arrived on Friday night and realize about 11 o'clock Friday night, I have left my glasses on the airplane. So go through and there's an online form to fill out for lost items and everything. So I do that. And I go back to go to the airport when we're departing on Sunday and check the lost and found and they don't have anything there. And um, same thing got back to Toronto where our flight originated check there, they don't have anything but you know you've you've done everything you can if it's going to turn up and it's like, and you know it hasn't turned up so oh, that's no. the bad news the good news is i'm going to get a new pair of glasses which i've already ordered so that's the uh that's the, that's the other part watch you're going to get so, a notification in like two days being like then i'll have two pairs glasses. of glasses it'll be yeah. fine so that's 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 the worst case so the the other forgetful part is and i posted a a, <laughs> a photo on instagram of pearson airport and the security line that in the in the caption, of course, is never forget your Nexus card. Because for those that aren't familiar, Nexus, even though you're not traveling across the border, there is a shorter security line that is less cumbersome and a lot more efficient than the nonsense that is going on at Pearson uh, Airport right now. See, I didn't in, realize uh, that. It's no, yeah. I'm like, oh, I definitely need Nexus. So I drove to the airport, got out of the car and went in and realized as I was walking inside, I don't have my Nexus card. But the extension of that is I didn't have my Nexus card because I didn't have my wallet. (gasps) 
<laughs> See, you didn't know the whole story, did you? I didn't know the whole story. That's right. So no, How do you even and get then on the plane at that point. My passport is always kept in my backpack because I travel with it. So as I okay, I've got my passport. Okay, and then I get and realize how long the lineup is, <laughs> and, and I'm just floored that that everyone goes through this on a regular basis. And so, I and I I'm so sorry. So I I will never ever forget my wallet slash Nexus card uh, again. But yeah, that's that's yeah. what happened. So that was the uh, that was the tricky part. Thank God you had yours because I had that moment when I was showing up to the airport for Edmonton, and I was like oh my God, did I have my wallet? Because I am the queen right. of forgetfulness and I would actually forget it. At least I'm not an hour drive away. Like <laughs> some people, I'm like 40 minutes, maybe. Sure, Back right. into downtown. But it's like, I had also arrived so early. My flight was at like 8.40, I think. And I arrived at like quarter to six, I think. Oh and I'm gosh. glad I did because it took me an hour to get through security. And and that's there is no reason this should be happening. Yeah. The, and they had the, almost the, every single no, mo, I want to say like eighty percent of the lines were open. Well, a all the lines should be open, mm -hmm. and there is no reason for this to be happening other than uh, because we're still not at at the full peak levels that were previous mm -hmm. to the pandemic so why are there hour-long lineups yeah. to get through security and if that was the case before then so, that's also unacceptable yeah so, so i have this has got to be fixed two possible reasons for this one it seemed like they were putting two gates worth of people through one gate of security because there uh -huh. are people that are like are you gate e oh no i'm gate d oh and they were pushing us both into that area. So you have two gates of people that are going through that one area. And two, they're not answering people's questions. So there are a crap ton of people getting pulled into secondary and that's holding up the line because two of my things got pulled in. I have a bunch of equipment. It's fine. There's a bunch of lithium batteries in it. I never mind if they need to check it. But right. there's so many people getting pulled in because they have liquids in their things. They have whatever. They have food they're not supposed to. Like, just all these things. And they're But people... shouldn't you know that? Shouldn't okay, that, you know that, that my, before you that go to the, the airport? That is the qualm to it. It's like, how do you guys yeah. not know you're not supposed to... How, a, how do you guys know not know you're supposed to put your liquids in the little baggie they give you? And two, how do you, know, how, how do you not know they're supposed to be under 100 milliliters for your carry-on? Because there were people with full-blown, like, lotion bottles. I'm like... How do you not know no. this? This is like how long have we been flying, doing this now? This is flying 101. Like right. So it's like, so, but the problem is, is it's like the staff in my line were so rude. And I was at like people were asking questions and they were just not answering them. And they were like just pushing them down, like hurting them like cattle. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, yes, I am very aware that there are people that probably, you know, maybe don't take carry-on, maybe are just flying for the first time. Like who knows what the reasons are but when they're asking questions you need to answer them otherwise they're going to get held up and then i get held up for another 10 20 minutes in secondary getting my stuff checked and she didn't even check one of my bags mm -hmm. they pulled it's... my lap they pulled all my tech and my knapsack aside and they didn't even check my knapsack yeah it's 
it's it's a combination of a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of factors. So be, like, if you're traveling, whether you're flying or driving, walking, you should be prepared for yeah. your journey. The other part of it is then, and I I try to go out of my way to be kind and mm-hmm. polite to uh, whether it's security staff or gate yeah, agents, especially for airlines and stuff. Yes. It's just oh I've gosh. seen people be rude, and it's just I find it so frustrating. It's they did not delay the plane. They did not cause the thunderstorm mm-hmm. that has delayed your plane. So the, there is no excuse for for being rude to someone like that. Mm-hmm. I, I I always try to say, you know, sir or ma'am or miss. I, I really try to be respectful to mm-hmm. uh, to people this way. But but also you're right. You you need to know and and mm-hmm. help people through the process because it will make your job a little bit easier. Yeah. So and that's... I'm and, and I'm not talking about like the gate agents or anything. I'm talking about literally mm-hmm. like the security folk. Yes, like, absolutely. Like, and that is the most strenuous part besides like you're playing getting delayed and all that stuff. Yeah. That is the most strenuous, strenuous part that you always have to undertake when flying. doesn't matter if you're flying domestic, private, yeah. anything, you always have to go through security. No question. So, so why are they being so rude? That's, there's no excuse to be rude. Yeah. It, it costs you nothing to be nice and you should always yeah. do your best, you know, unless it's been for, for whatever reason, but that's just, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Do we want to talk a little bit about racing stuff? Because there's yeah, a couple let's of talk stories. About racing stuff. So the official announcement is out, I, I believe, since our last podcast. Yes. yes. Chicago street race is happening next July. Excited? Enthused? Think I'm, it's cool? What do you like about the what do you don't like about what don't you like about it? I'm excited. I'm enthused. I really hope it's not on Toronto weekend, but that leads me into my only qualm with it's it. Not. It's not? No. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. I guess I should go back. Oh, it's like knows? the first second of July or something like that. Oh, but so it's we'll the, same. the same weekend as uh, which call it then, IMSA. Uh, there is an IMSA race uh, on going to be part of that Ooh, schedule. Right, I forgot about that. And um, it, uh, to the best of my knowledge, it will not impact the IMSA event at CTMP. It may that event may shift on the calendar, but they are okay. still expecting to be back cool. next year. Yes. Nice. That's good to know. Yes. Um, I am enthused and excited about it. I'm my only qualm with it is they kept promoting it as the first ever NASCAR street race. Right. I seem to recall there being street races at uh Toronto would be one. Part of the air would be another. Yeah. Um yeah, the NASCAR Pinty series seems to have a few street courses in its history. Well, I'll give you another, uh, and it just occurred to me when you when you mentioned that it's it they don't specify that it's the first cup race to run on or will be the first cup race to run on the streets, mm-hmm. but they have also said this is the first when using rain tires when the Pinty series used it prior to other series in the united states so clearly the pinty series is a trailblaze yeah and that's exactly uh, what we're trying to yeah. say and the cup series is trying to steal our thunder well and it's let's uh give credit where where credit is due and and you should be using that as as part of your uh part of your selling features as look it's been done it's been done mm-hmm. successfully in this series mm-hmm. so this is why we're pushing it forward in in the cup series now yeah that it should be what they're doing, but unfortunately, it seems like they're just. This is the first, and yes. I wasn't the only one that noticed it either. A lot of people on Twitter were like, 
Uh, you guys forget about NASCAR Canada. And I get the hype fest of yeah. it's it's you wanted it to be a big deal as and saying that it's the first and, and and I get that part of it. But you can also say, look, we're it's the first here and we're doing it because it's US. been successful. Now, the the tricky part and everyone's pointing to is that, well, you're running on Chicago streets and how is it going to work and is it going to be tight? And yes, it's going to be tight and there's going to be concrete around it. You have you're going to have to navigate it. And I'll say right now, it's not going to be perfect. It is no. not going to run smoothly and perfectly. And there could very likely be a bunch of cars that get collected and there's a, a bit of a delay. The, the Indy Street race last week or a road course race last week. Yes. <laughs> well, it and wasn't it, perfect by any means. Nashville uh, last year in uh, IndyCar had a big pile up and a big red flag. They've altered and adjusted the course. It's very common for first time mm -hmm. events to not run perfectly smoothly without hicc without hiccups and issues. Second year, you make the adjustments necessary. Yeah. It's It happens. Yeah, and it was the same with us going to Newfoundland too. It's like the track wasn't yes. perfect. No. But we we did what we had to do in the time we had available to do it. And it was raceable. And the so race now, was good. Yeah, and the race was great. It's like, so now you just go back and you make those adjustments and you you pick up where the fallen pieces and you just, you put it back together and you move on and try to make it better. So it's like, yes, yes it's going to be tight. Yes. Chicago. It's, there's going to be concrete barriers and things that, you know, they're not used to in NASCAR cup. But again, look at Pinty's. We're literally about to race on a street course this weekend where it's all concrete barriers <laughs> and they have to go through a freaking arch that's yes. like made for one car and they they sometimes try to do it with two it's going to be tight and it's great it, racing it results in a great event every mm -hmm. year so embrace it go forward with it understand that it's not going to be perfect but then uh and enjoy it for all it's worth too yes. and 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 celebrate it so i would love to go to it next year I've never i, I would Chicago. love to go to that too i i love going to first time events and yeah. being part of first time events it's really cool and it's just there's a there's an an adrenaline and enthusiasm that you 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 can only get once it's um mm -hmm. and i like it's kind of like why i like working on new projects and startups mm -hmm. and young uh, companies and projects and stuff like that. I've done a few of them and it's just, it's, it's a really exciting and, and energizing kind of feature. So I, I, I really like it. Yeah, me too. And it's like, even just for like yourself, your first time events, it's like when I went first time I went to Daytona, it was a completely different kind yeah. of energy than when I went this year. It's like, Oh, this is familiar. I know where I'm going. Like it just feel like it's just different and it's more mm -hmm. exciting, but it's like, I really hope I get to go. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, uh, it'll be fun. Well, I'm sure you'll start lobbying right now. So good for you. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. There's another, um, story that involves NASCAR and it's just disqualifications. Yeah. That was and it's pretty kind big of the, news. Oh, isn't that interesting? Excuse me. Just one second. Here, come here. <gasps> Are we going to finally get to see Larry? <gasps> This is Larry. Larry. Thank you, sweetheart. Hi, sweetheart. Larry wanted to come down and be part of the podcast. She's more than welcome anytime. So there you go. Say hi to Caitlin. Say hi. <laughs> Atta girl. Hi, Larry. Okay. Can I put you down? Okay. There you go. 
Sorry. Uh, like, that Dad, dog Larry on on Instagram. That dog Larry. <laughs> <laughs> so. So disqualifications. Yeah. So disqualifications in in NASCAR. I like it. You don't follow the rules and you win. Mm-hmm. Well, the win gets taken away. I I would like it to be done quickly and efficiently. Mm-hmm. And I understand that it's a process for post-race and technical inspection and all the rest of it. But none of this, well, we're going to review it and think about it in two days later. No, you didn't pass. You lose. You failed. Yes. You can appeal so, it all you want. But it's... But if you, if you fail the first time, they're going to check and double check and they're not going to disqualify you unless they're really sure. And I'm perfectly okay with someone who is outside the rules, having a win taken away. I a hundred percent agree with that as well. It's, I don't know what else to add to it. You explained it perfectly. It's like you push the envelope and like that happens. In yes. It's like people try to push the envelope, see what they can get away with and so on and so forth. But if you push it too far, you've been penalized. There's your That's right. gone. That's it's right. Like, you... It's like, cause I'm You're... sorry, but for especially in cup, it's like monetary fines don't do anything. No. It's millions and millions of dollars that yeah. are at, at stake. So if I you if you go through the pre-race and you pass, that's that's fine. There are different different uh, ru- not different rules, but there are different methods and different things that are checked post-race. Mm-hmm. If you don't pass, you don't win. There was it was just announced, as a matter of fact, that Alex Rossi, who won on the Indianapolis Road Course last weekend, was docked points because he was found to be underweight at the end of the race the the car's light it's like no you lose yeah that's that's not the way it should work yeah and something like that as well it's like you're talking about the weight of the car that makes right. a big difference and you know there's allowances for fuel mm-hmm. and driver and all that but it's like no if you're light then yeah you're, that's 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 a distinct advantage and yeah 100 docked for that yeah. So then when it comes to Kyle Bush and Denny Hamlin's disqualification, do you think that that was such a distinct advantage? Doesn't matter. It's outside the rules. Fair. Uh, it, it's a real hard line. Yeah. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think and it's very, it, it forces teams to be on their game. It does. And it's like, okay, now that, this precedence has been kind of set for this season. It's like, okay, a lot of, I feel like a lot of these teams are going to kind of not cower back, but they're going to stop pushing the envelope as far if they know that they're really going to crack down on this. Yes. I think it does send a message too. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with it. Whichever uh, the series is and whichever driver mm-hmm. it's, it's fine. And, and, and I guess <laughs> that's the other story is, which driver is going to be driving for which team who knows anymore in formula one even even official announcements apparently aren't official and and in indycar too the same thing has happened yeah you mentioned that yeah so so, um, as of right now it seems that um we will have mercedes ferrari and mclaren next year with drivers (laughs) because it seems that every single driver that isn't already signed on for a contract is being rumored to go to McLaren. 
Yes. Or McLaren will have all of the teams and will have 500 drivers racing yeah. for them. I mean, I, I, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a very, uh, it's a very strange thing with, uh, Alpine and, uh, Oscar Piastri, who's, uh, was apparently going to drive there, but he said, uh, there was a release that was put out without well, my knowledge. Without my and then that's a bit of an issue. And that's the same thing that happened, of course, in IndyCar with uh, Alex Pillow and Ganassi, mm -hmm. who was who announced that they had picked up his option. And he said, uh, no, no, no. Uh, there was a quote that was not okayed by me. And minutes later, McLaren said, um, guess who's driving for us next year? And it's, this one's this one's getting ugly in the courts. So yeah. Oh, that's not good. Did you see Alex Albon's tweet that he put out, I think, today? Yes. That was really cheeky. I liked it. So that that got me think I think that there there was a rule put in a number of years ago in the United States for political announcements is that the the candidate must say their name and that they authorize this message. So oh. I think that I think that all drivers should now do should now be doing that for their uh, for their contract announcements. It's like I'm Alex Albon and I approve this message as he did on, on Twitter. I think I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. It's like it's all video announcements from here on out, normal press yes. releases, and then every single video has to end with the driver being like, "And I approve this message." And I approve this message. How do you feel about drivers announcing? in the middle of one season that they're going somewhere else next season. It's, it's unique to sports because in mm -hmm. uh, hockey or baseball or football or whatever, you can't make a plan officially mm -hmm. until you are a free agent. Yeah. Now, that is very the, true. The contracts work differently. And sometimes there's negotiating periods or a team has up until a certain amount of time mm -hmm. and then they're free to look around, but it's, it's the unique part about motorsports is that you're signed and working for one team, but you know, six months from now, you're going to be working for somebody yeah. else. It's kind of weird. It is. It is very weird. And it is very unique to motorsports and it's very unique to pro motors or not. I want to say pro motorsports because Pinty's is technically pro motorsports, mm -hmm. but it's very, uh, to like cup and indycar and formula one and like the big tier motorsports because you know like how do you go the rest of the season working for one team and then knowing you're going to switch to another one next season especially if it's a better team too it's like ooh, yeah we're losing our driver and he's going to a better better ride missed that well, sometimes one. it gets very uncomfortable too mm -hmm. in terms of the team dynamic and quite frankly it's in motorsport is they don't share all the information with their mm -hmm. driver because they know that driver is leaving and they don't want them to take too much with them. And mm -hmm. that hampers your ability for success. So yeah. it's, it, it's kind of difficult all around. Not only does it affect their performance with the team they're currently with when the team starts to withhold that information, how does that dynamic play out on track when they have to battle with the driver in their soon to be team? Right and not piss off their soon-to-be crew and yes. their potential soon-to-be teammate as well by battling for position. It's the discussion in, in business, though, you'll hear conflict of interest or, yeah. or government contracts. It's, it's a similar kind of thing is trying to 
yes, we're going to still be competitive or we're going to do all we can to, to win for the balance of the year, except you're not telling your driver everything that you can to help yeah. him. You're just throwing him out there and he's got to be concerned about, you know, really how hard is he going to race his new teammate mm -hmm. next year? It's, it's a, it's a tough dynamic. Well, let's even look at NASCAR. It was Tyler Reddick, I believe, had announced that he'd be going to 2311 yeah. racing in 2020, what, four? 24. Yeah, like a full season and a half later. You've got it's a whole like, dead year ahead of you? No, yeah. thanks. It's Cut like, them loose. Yeah. So it's like, how yeah. how does that even work on track? And it's like, that must be the most uncomfortable situation for the driver to be in because he's just doing what's best for him and where he sure. thinks he has the best opportunity to grow and, you know, win a championship and win races. And he now has to be stuck with a team that that's not saying that RCR isn't winning races. Tyler Reddick has won two races this year already, which is amazing for him. Yeah. But, you know, you have to wait a year going through this weird transition process of, you know, talking with your sponsors and stuff for your new team and the, the stakeholders in that new team while also trying to please the sponsors and stakeholders that you currently have. That's it is your responsibility, of course, is to fulfill your contract. Mm -hmm. But and again, the the logistics of the contract saying that I guess he was allowed to discuss and negotiate his future at that point, yeah. even though he's still under contract for a year and a half, mm -hmm. which I find baffling. Weird. So it, it's a it's a strange and unique set of circumstances to motorsport. But I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's something that needs to be addressed. Uh, saying that okay, you can. At, at this point in the season, whether, you know, mm -hmm. there's 20% of the season left or something, then you can start looking right. at next year, but right. just to sort of take it out of this, you know, six months or a year and a half before you make the move. Right. And it's like, not to say that F1 doesn't do that. It's like they have their silly season, which usually starts around the summer break, which now it is the summer break, but that's yes. still like, they're still racing until like what December. Yes. So it's like, you still have the better part of a year to go. Yeah. And that's too long. That's yeah. too long. That's what I mean. It's got to be, it's got to be restricted a bit. Yeah. So, well, our well, series doesn't do that. No, that's uh that, that doesn't happen. And it continues with uh GP three R coming yes. up with uh, the feature event being the Pinty series on Sunday afternoon, 60 laps of racing, which is just enough that they are going to have to make pit stops for fuel. And the rule is somewhere before lap 50 and uh, it, it, it creates action and activity and drama and different strategy it, again it's a it's a it's a fun race to to go and this is one of my favorite events of, of the year Me because too. the the town embraces it it's a it's a celebration all weekend long and super excited to get back there again this year yeah i love gp3r it has always been my favorite event on the schedule like you said the town embraces it i hope the ferris yeah. wheels back this year yes all the all I your favorites. I do. They are having an autograph session Thursday night, uh, down mm -hmm. by the water with I think they said a aquatics demonstration. I don't know what that means. Oh, cool. Does that mean like water skiing the, the with the pyramid mm, and everybody standing maybe. up on I'm, uh, on shoulders and stuff? I'm going to their website right now to check what does it exactly <laughs> say. Yeah. In addition, a surprise aquatic demonstration awaits you there at 7 p.m. You oh, want like to that. be present at this activity. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, uh, so who knows what it's going to be? Maybe there's the big high diving act or something. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, high diving uh, we'll could be swimmers in the lake or yep. in the, the so, river. 
we'll we'll look forward to uh, sampling food of all sorts in Quebec this week. And now, do you have uh, food uh, shout outs or any mentions <gasps> that you want to get in from our last uh, few stops mm. and uh, along the way or? Is there uh, um, anything, any favorites? So Did we you go went to Banff Springs Hotel for uh, lunch or anything while you were there. Ah, that's too no, bad. That's we didn't. Yeah. I know that'll be next year. Next year we'll okay. actually try to experience when the hotel. We need to plan it better. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. it was very much like, oh, is it going to be worth this? It's like the the boys thought, or like Matt and Scott thought it was going to be a five hour drive, and I'm like, no, it's only like three and a half. And they're like, oh, that's a little bit better. But it was yeah. just like we didn't really have the time to plan it. And this year, now that we know what we're doing, where we're going, how long it kind of takes to get in between places, and how busy things are that time of year we'll be able to plan it better. Good. Um, we'll probably end up hopefully staying there next year in Banff. Cause we were like, I think it was after Toronto. We we're like, Oh yeah, we'll just stay in Banff. $1,500 <laughs> a night, man. Good luck. I'm like, Holy Good crap. Should have called. Um, <laughs> we ate at the elk in downtown Banff. And, and did that, you eat elk or no, something they did, though. wild they had and it. exotic? Yeah. Matt had an elk burger. He said it was really good. I had a grilled, uh, grilled chicken burger. Yeah, not, not that's, that's. I've been not eating. I've been eating. Yeah, but I mean, I've been eating like crap that entire week in Edmonton. I was like, I want something that it doesn't feel like it's gonna hurt my insides. Natural, good, no, nice. Uh, okay. So a couple of quick food uh, mentions in Edmonton. It's not so much food, but we uh, we resume the tradition of going for a steak at uh, Chop near uh, the track. Uh, the the night before the race they make a greyhound drink that is unbelievable which is it's vodka and grapefruit juice but there's a few Ooh. other little things they put oh it's fantastic i love a greyhound so yeah it's uh yes go get the greyhound uh, drink special which they always seem to have the saskatoon whirlwind is always a shark club post-race yep. for wings and for whatever reason I thoroughly enjoy jamming as many nachos into my face as I can. Like a plate of nachos, I could eat, I, I, I love them. I just could eat them, uh, oh, I could eat them all the time. Speaking of nachos. Yeah. I So I had never really been to a casino before. I'd never like played slots or anything like that. Yeah. The only time I'd ever been to a casino was for a concert. And that was right. Niagara Falls in like 2016 or something. So Olivia and I went to the casino twice. Um, and the first time we went just for dinner and it was dirt cheap, good food. Nice. And I was shocked. And I'm like, and she was like, yeah, this is how they get you, man. They're like good food just ropes you in. And then you're like, yeah, I'll just keep paying for food. And like the drinks were cheap. Like I was good. like, man. And the reason I thought of that is because both times I went, we got nachos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love a good plate of nachos. Oh, going back even further though, in Toronto, I went to uh, a little burger place on Atlantic and Liberty village called burger drop. Fantastic smash burgers, really good. And I was just in Florida and I went to a place I'm, I'm in a new neighborhood. So I'm like trying places and this, yeah, the name the was intriguing. The name of this place intrigued me because I'm thinking, okay, so this is like uh, 1970s uh, era. The name of the place is called the Mellow Mushroom. Oh my so, God. <laughs> but the pizza was sensational. That's it was good. Absolutely at least. fantastic. So yeah, there was a, yeah, that was, um, and, and apparently they got more locations coming. So yeah, it was really good. So those oh, are my it's a food. Chain. Uh, well, there's one, I think there's going to be two. So I oh, guess okay. that technically qualifies, but yeah. Um, when I was in Toronto, I ate at Hotel X both nights. 
And yeah, I had never been Hotel X before, and they make a mean margarita. And they, uh, there was some dish we had. Um, it was like this chicken dish. I can't even remember what it was. It was so good. And we ate at the restaurant both nights too. And the fish I had was amazing. And like nice. I said, I don't normally eat fish if I'm not by like an ocean, but this fish was good. Like it was falling off, like had like a curry sauce on it. Beautiful. That was amazing. All so. right. So more food tales uh, to come oh, we'll from Tiki 3R, I'm sure this weekend and uh, looking forward to that. Uh, do you want to do the disclaimer or do you want me to? No, it's your tradition. You have Mine? to do okay. the disclaimer. The thoughts, ideas, opinions, and expressions by Caitlin and Todd on this podcast in no way are said to be representative or reflect the thoughts, ideas, opinions, and ideas of uh, NASCAR, IndyCar, Green Savory, Rev TV, and anyone else that we may have caused to uh, have a professional relationship with in some point in the future. How's that? Beautiful as always. Beautiful as always.